0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this uh, week's episode of MGR Unplugged. Um, We have a lot of topics for today. I'm here with David, as always. And um, I want to um, cover briefly, because we've been talking so much about the Super Bowl and the ads and the revenues and all that ratings, I wanted to cover briefly the Oscars that just happened 3-4 um, days ago last weekend and then um, we have a lot of topics today including the coronavirus that is on the news and we're going to discuss a little bit on the analytical side on the e-commerce side how it's affecting um, a lot of businesses right now. Um, we're going to discuss, um, also talk about Disneyland uh, price increase and revenues from YouTube and A lot of different things so without uh further ado because i want to make this flow um nicely let's start with the oscars quickly um we made predictions last week about the um the winners and all that i failed miserably on all counts well there was there (laughs) was a surprise i mean i really thought 1917 was gonna win so did i so did i especially Uh, I, i actually made the effort to watch the movie just before the oscars and i was like wow this is a great movie not only on the uh um, the movie itself, but the cinematography—the uh, which actually they did win cinematography—so yeah. that was good. But the directing, the uh, the whole focus of the movie. But you know,
1: hey, I mean, congratulations to Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, I mean, I I talked about Parasite months ago on this podcast after I saw it. In I think I saw it in September October last year, and yeah. uh, I said I loved it. I didn't think it would win, uh, but hey, they won. First Korean film. It's so funny. It's the first Korean film to ever win. And Oscar, any Oscar. Well, it's a, the and first... And then it won I think the first everything. <laughs> the,
0: well, they won the for Best Foreign uh, Movie, which is... Right, okay. but it was
1: the first time a Korean film had won an Oscar, and then they win Best Foreign Film, Best Director, Best Screenplay, right? Yeah, but... And uh,
0: Best Picture. But it was also the first foreign picture to win the, the Best Picture I mean, yes. uh, Award, yes. basically, which I, I thought it was unusual, but uh, yeah, it was the first one. So, good for them. I um, uh, In my... Um, ratings, I thought it was going to be 1917 first, and I think I mentioned this to you Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I thought it was second, I really liked that, that movie, and I want to watch it actually for the third time if I can uh, in the next few days, and then uh, the third was Parasite. But anyways, they won. That's good. Um, what I wanted to talk about is actually the uh, the ratings. I mean, this was another year with uh, uh, hostless uh, Oscars. They yeah, did not have was, any hosts.
1: Honestly, it was so it was boring. bad <laughs> <I know>. and <laughs> I boring. And
0: this uh, these actors are good it's, at acting, but it, they're not good at hosting or introducing it all the stuff. Universally, uh, uh, like
1: loathed. Everybody that I saw was like, What is this? The Grammys? They had so many musical numbers. Oh
0: my God. And- it, it was just, what is it with actors that are so great? I mean, these are the best actors. They're there for a reason. They are nominated or winning. So they are obviously best actors. But what is it with them that when they get in front of the stage and they're introducing other nominees or something, it looks like they're frozen. I mean, I, I think I could well, do a because better job. I think that they're not used
1: to being live.
0: I don't know what it is. Actors but it's like are never live They're reading off a of the teleprompter. They're with the co-presenter, and they have a little preparation script. And it doesn't look like it's that worked out. Like they're improvising, they stumble all the time. It just doesn't look natural, you know. And and obviously, the ones that are better is the comedian ones, like like um, you know what they they have like more like Steve Martin and. But honestly, to me, even the comedy. I mean, they had some okay jokes,
1: but Chris Rock and Steve Martin, they were so. Yeah, light. Like think, basically, compared trying- to Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, 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 It was like okay. I, I think
0: they were trying to be very politically it, it correct. It looked like
1: someone, the you know, the Oscars, the Academy, or whoever gives them instructions, basically said, okay, uh you can go at max a four out of ten on the offensive rating, but do not go past that. And basically, they were very careful. Like a lot of their jokes
0: were kind of they're yeah. fine, but they they didn't go there. They didn't want to cross the line. That's for sure. Um, well. That actually translates into the ratings, which actually were an all-time low They've been going down year. for years. I know.
1: And then on top of that, you have No Host, A Boring Show. Even people I know who are like avid Oscars watchers yeah, movie, were saying, movie fans,
0: oh, I was so it was bored. Just loser. Yeah, it was just a boring thing. So anyways, the, the, the viewership was 23.6 million, which in perspective is 20% less than last year, which wasn't a banner year to begin with. How many? With. 23? 23.6 million. Okay. Not so um, that actually is about a quarter of, of the, the uh, <laughs> from the Super Bowl, but the ad we are talking about Super Bowl ad yeah. expense, which we I think we said it was five point six million per thirty second spot for the Super Bowl. The the Oscars was 2.6 million. Yeah, that's okay. outrageous. Yeah, the Academy Awards are an average of 2.6 million per ad. I didn't see any new ads; they were all kind of recycled from what well, they did. You know, uh, it was actually another important point is that this is the first year that the, uh, the Super Bowl and the uh, Academy Austria Awards and the back Oscars to back. were back-to-back. Back. Usually, there's a couple of weeks in between allows advertisers to tweak or make changes to some of the ads. They kind of review their campaigns, see the feedback, and they can tweak a little bit some of the ads for their campaigns. In this case, they just basically rerun what they had. Uh, but still, I mean, they were paying half the cost for a quarter of the audience. So talking about return on your investment 2.6 million 2.6 for million our for a 30 second on ABC that's, advertising that's so outrageous um, honestly yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, I thought it was outrageous for the Super Bowl too. But the the
1: difference is on the Super Bowl, people watch the commercials because the commercials right. are
0: an event themselves.
1: Right. Nobody's watching no. Oscars commercials. No. When the commercials go to, when it goes commercial break, people are tweeting or texting right or no. whatever about who just won and blah, blah, or blah, getting a snack, going to the bat. No one's watching right. the commercials. Right.
0: Plus, plus the thing is that they've probably have seen the commercials before. And the novelty that you have at the Super Bowl is like the, uh, the grand opening of brand new commercials that sometimes they are you know, uh, revealed a few days earlier or something like you said, but most all, of the all time these they're big brand
1: companies new. want reach, right? Do you know, how much reach I could get a company with 2.6 million
0: on yeah. Facebook, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, uh, talking about return on investment and CPM and all that. So, uh, but back to the viewership, we had 23.6 million, which again is 20% less than last year and an all time low for the uh, um, Oscars, but. The Golden Globes were also low. They were 18.3. That were just uh, two, three weeks before the Super Bowl. I think, obviously, a big part of it, too, is just a lot of people are watching
1: TV less these days. Yeah, yeah. And the the
0: Grammys were also 18.7 million. So the Golden Globes and the Grammys are similar, but they were also off of um, 2019 numbers, which kind of leads me to believe that these award shows are losing their allure basically that people don't really care so much about these things I mean they they almost just rather look look at the clips on YouTube or highlights or whatever but my, my standard uh, viewing uh, uh,
1: system for award shows for especially for like Oscars and Golden Globes is I watch the first 10 minutes opening okay especially like if it's ricky gervais i want to see his yeah, little bits yeah exactly and then like the oscars i'll tell you exactly what i did i watched the little opening which was really boring with the music and all that and then they did the uh, best supporting actor which was brad pitt and he won and then i stopped watching and then i came back for the last 20 minutes where they right. did best actor best actress director and, and oh movie Bobby, yeah and basically mm-hmm. i watched those four and i was done i said okay i got all the ones i care about yeah
0: all the ones in between on these people that i mean the god i mean yeah the god bless them i mean they 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 win they Best makeup or best special effects on some. Those mixing. things matter, but they, they do matter. But they bring a team of like ten people there on stage or something, and they all have to say thank you to this, thank you to that. I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't mind
1: that they bring a team on stage. To me, it's just. I- it's it's just that, a matter of fact that people are not as interested in who wins best special effects as in who wins best director right? right, or best actor. And so the Oscars, they know this. They need to do something to keep people watching. And it felt like they did the opposite this year where I'm sure many people, including myself, tuned out because it was so boring. Right. Everybody just waits until the end. Or leave. The nice thing like, about having a comedic host is that at least you stay because you know he's going to have more little uh, jokes and bits. Right. But if you In don't between. have that, there's right. no hook to keep right. you
0: watching. So there's a miss. I mean, a host for this type of event, a host is definitely needed. And uh, like I said, as much as they are all the greatest actors on earth. And they also complain. So, I mean, I don't want to get political, but there was too white and this and that and not enough women. And then there was all these... Um, Natalie Portman was wearing this yeah. jacket did you, Do you see, see that? that I thought it was funny because she uh, she
1: wore this like uh, dra- or it was like a cape over her dress it or was something. a
0: jacket or something with the edge trimmed with, with the, the names, names of, of the directors of the female directors that right. were not nominated I was and
1: just... to be fair this year was a great year for movies because you have to say okay who gets knocked out you had Scorsese you had Tarantino you had Bong yeah. Joon-ho who won yeah. you had Sam Mendes t- 1917 mm. like Okay, I mean, yeah, those were great. So they have to be better than them. Um, The one that I thought, uh, I forget her name, but there was one woman who I did think made a great movie that uh, uh, I thought maybe should have been nominated, but it happens. But... The funny thing was, someone uh, I saw this on Twitter because she wore this, and then someone tweeted that Natalie Portman has, has her own production. I know studio she does, she and does. she's never, she's hired, never a female hired a director. Female director. It's like you're a she, <laughs> hypocrite. She got a
0: little backlash actually because they said you are part of the problem because yeah. you are showing this, you know, uh, understanding and endorsement of the female director that should have been nominated and they weren't with the name is and brother and all that stuff. He says, but you don't even. You know, hire female directors for your own movies. You know, as he says, well, you know, anyways, that's just. Uh, and then, aside from the fact that there were very few um, African American women nominated or men, or this, uh, it was just. Anyways, um, moving on from the Oscars, anything else? I just wanted to touch on the uh, on the advertising side. Um, I really, I don't know who does the media buy and all that, but I don't understand. Obviously, the networks are going to charge whatever they want. Uh, and they were sold out, so it's not even like there's a, you know, that there's an issue with the price. But I, if I were an uh, account executive or advertising executive for any of the major companies, I would think twice before I spend. Two point six million I dollars on a thirty-second spot for the other. I think the problem
1: Oscars. is that these days are not a problem. It's good for the the people selling the ad spots, but it's that advertisers have so much money, especially because you know we like the markets have been going up so much. All these companies are so flush with cash, and they need to keep growing, and they just have these huge marketing budgets. But just because and you have the cash doesn't mean you need to spend well, it. Wow, that's or a different. That's yeah. a different conversation. I agree, but when you're a marketing CMO of a company with hundreds of millions ad spend that you have budgeted you need to spend what we it. were
0: talking last week it's uh, hard
1: to spend 200 million on facebook ads you right but you know?
0: remember i think it was last week when we were talking about how many um super bowl ads you still remember seven days later i mean this is today's thursdays the oscars were on sundays like four days later i don't even remember a single ad like i see oh yeah oh, from the oscars From the oscars oh, i didn't even watch it i know that's the point that's <laughs> I talking about 2.6 million dollars that's going down saying. the drain i mean you don't you don't reach anybody i mean or people don't even remember your ads so all right moving on um I, this is something i just found out actually this morning and apparently it was announced yesterday but disney announced another price increase which i know you're like you're a big fan of disney and all that and i am too but it's becoming a little bit a uh, price increase by the way for their uh parks disneyland and all that which Obviously, it had a lot of repercussions and backlash and all the stuff from from basically Disney fans and visitors saying, right now is for the first time, is more than two hundred dollars, exactly two hundred and seven dollars to get a what they call the um, uh, combo uh, ticket or something. The double pass, yeah, to go I to think the it's adventure the hover park, park the hover, ob- hover or yeah. something that you you can go to Disneyland and the uh, um, adventure park and all that. Two hundred and seven bucks. It's like, I mean, you have a family with two kids. You're spending a thousand dollars between the tickets, and uh, that's nothing. I mean, that's without the yeah, fast passes buy, and all these things. So then, then you have to buy, track. you know, food when you're in and, there, food, yeah. food, and buy stuff, merchandise. On lists and merchandise or whatever. So, and obviously, probably stay in a hotel or something. I mean, going to Disneyland now is like a freaking thing for the rich, I guess.
1: Yeah, but I think it's a supply and demand problem. I mean, Disneyland is always full. You know, so if they think that they, hey, we have so much demand. Obviously, the park only has so much capacity.
0: So uh, Disneyland is actually fairly small, to be honest. Right, I know. Compared, And compared you have to, to think
1: about it. Where is Disneyland? Disneyland is it's in, in Anaheim, yes. Anaheim. It's right outside of LA. It's in a very wealthy area. It's in one of the wealthiest states in the country. It is, um, but, but it's also
0: getting visitors from all over the world.
1: I know it all is. all over the but country. It, it is a supply and demand problem. And if they say, hey, you know what, we can, I don't know what their daily visitor maximum count is. But, you know, if they say we can only have this certain amount of people a day and we're just
0: basically sold out every day, we think we can raise prices. Do you think this raise price thing is to cover their additional, I mean, last year they said it because they added different shows on on the uh, Star Wars, I think it was last year. Yeah. Anyways, they, they added. They increased the price, and it was okay. But I mean, now it's like mind, 12 they, months later, they increase the prices they, again. They do spend hundreds of millions I know. of dollars well, developing all these new rides and That's my point. You think the price increase is compensate for added cost, or it's just to add more profit to their bottom line? I think it's both, probably. Because it's getting to a point where... The,
1: the more profit they have, the more they can spend on creating even better attractions. But obviously, listen, I, I also don't think that they want to price themselves out of the... I think they already did. Yeah, or, I mean, at, starting- or maybe instead of, especially because people on in California especially, like for people who are not in California, going to Disneyland is like a whole trip. But people in California, they'll go multiple times a year. So now maybe you have a family who's used to going two, three times a year who says, okay, we can only go once a year now, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- listen. They run their numbers. They're a business oh, at the end of the day, so they, they don't do these things on whim. I was, I a was whim.
0: surprised because it just—it uh, was announced on Twitter or something, and then it, it went like crazy. And and uh, you know, this this kind of especially when this for—I mean—all these other attractions that are more like adults and all that stuff too. But Disneyland is traditional. I mean, obviously, a lot of adults go to Disneyland, Paris, all that stuff. But they, it's primarily for kids, and it makes it very difficult for a family. You know, when their no, kids I, say, I, "Hey, course. I want to go to Disneyland," and their parents want to take their kids to Disneyland, to Disneyland, but at the same time, it's like, "Hey, son, it's 200 bucks or 100." I mean, it not, it's not always 200 bucks, but it's really in the 100 plus for the normal ticket without yeah. fast tracking. You're gonna be waiting line, small park, it's packed, and it's not really that pleasurable experience you know you take your kids are going to be entertained but it's like you're going to spend like over a thousand two thousand dollars between hotel stays travel trip and the tickets and it's like sorry i can't afford it son uh, or daughter or whatever yeah it's like, <laughs> it puts the parents in a difficult situation for that stuff you know so yeah i think they need to watch that uh, they have some school trips and all that stuff which is good but those are obviously local for, for the local area so um, anyways, that was just something that I wanted to discuss briefly. But the main uh, topic for today is actually something that has been in the news for for quite a while. And we 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 try to avoid talking about it because it's been everywhere. But I, I started to affect some of the clients that we work with. And well, I did
1: talk about it in my uh, newsletter that I send out every week uh, okay. a few weeks ago. The coronavirus. The coronavirus
0: is the topic. So so I don't want to discuss too much on the. We'll touch briefly our opinion. Not. Expert opinion: We're not experts or doctors or anything on the actual virus itself, or the or the disease itself, uh, but obviously on the economic implications and things that are starting to kind of um, snowball a little bit all over the world. Not just not just the right. the the, the, uh, the region in China, Wuhan, and and the nearby cities. Some cities are uh, the weird thing is that some cities are more in quarantine than others, even though they seem to be like equal distance from from Wuhan, where everything started. So um, briefly on the numbers And and I was looking at I've been doing a lot of research For the last 24 hours about this And the amazing thing is that There's numbers all over the place For this Right I think I'll give
1: my opinion And then you can give yours I think uh, I don't believe a word China says About what the real numbers are I think Uh, A good rule of thumb would be uh, whatever China says, at least double it to be safe, because that's probably more real, if not even more than that. Um, And especially the thing that's very scary is the death rate, because if you remember a few weeks ago, the death rate was reported as uh, it could be less than 1%. Then it was, oh, maybe one5 to 3% is I think what they said. And now there's some estimates that I've seen that they say, oh, it could be way higher. It could be like 16% death rates. That's a big, right. big and, 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 and That's every, one in and That is the
0: thing that, you know, first one of all, seven. we used to have like 40,000 cases and now just overnight they added another 16,000 cases because they were clinically diagnosed. These definitions are very vague and that's the thing that is the confusion. So now all of a sudden they added another um, 15,000 cases because they were clinically diagnosed and before the cases used to be people that reported to the hospital not people that maybe had it but didn't go to the hospital. Now the people that are diagnosed but they are kicked out or quarantined or whatever and then obviously like the death rate obviously um, you know, based on 40,000 cases, and you back in the days you had like 400, 500 deaths or fatalities, and uh, so that's like one person that you were talking about. Now we're up to 1,100, and uh, but now they're uh, they're adding more cases, and then uh, there are uh, some of the deaths are not being reported to, and uh, they were attributed to other diseases, or say, Oh no, this person would have died of flu anyways, or he has something else, and whatever. So we don't really know the numbers. I still think that, uh, you know, is based on what I've read from experts and World Health Organization and stuff. The death rate is not the, as bad as others like SARS and others that we've been compared to. Um, the The transmission and the but infection we don't know rate what is the death well, rate I know, yet. I know, but the infection rate is much higher. The death rate is lower. So even if it's like six, eight, I mean, uh, I think SARS was ten percent. Um, but we don't know, and I think. You know, it's always – you always err
1: on the side of caution. I'm tired of people saying, oh, don't be alarmist. Yes, be alarmist because it's better than the opposite of being relaxed about it and then 100 million people die. Right. Okay? I mean, just 100 years ago actually, almost exactly, hundreds of millions were – Affected and infected by the Spanish flu. Okay. Yeah. And it's like these things happen. Just because we haven't had one in a while doesn't mean that it can not happen again. And in we've well, we had
0: it. I mean, we had Ebola, we have H1N1, right, we well had contained. SARS, we had, yeah, well, when they were. And they still, believe it or not, H1N1 still has deaths that are attributed to that. And uh, many more, by the way. But the main thing is when this will be contained and when the information is going to be clear. I mean, I mean, the, you have to understand if you get something, you get something and then it needs to be reported the numbers. They just started out this morning the 15th case in the US and now there's like 20 something yeah, countries. but then did
1: you see, I think it was the former head of the FDA said that uh, he thinks that there could be hundreds or thousands of cases in the U.S., right. but we don't know yet.
0: Well, yeah, that, the thing is that it's a flu-like symptoms, and, and it's really inflammation of the lungs. Some people start with coughing and all that stuff, which is, feels like a flu cold or something, and some people may already have it. They don't know it. Um, and again, uh, it obviously, people that are more vulnerable are the ones that are more, you know, uh, again, more chances of being... And
1: people in countries where they don't have right. first-rate health care, right. okay? like They were talking about if this were to spread into the slums in India, mm-hmm. I mean, there's oh, hundreds yeah. of millions of people with no sanitation right. or nothing. You know, that would be a disaster.
0: Right. So, talking about the consequences of this, um, it's not just the uh, quarantine that they have in the city. They're, they're shutting down cities completely. But now, obviously... Oh,
1: and, sh- and by the way, the point I made in my newsletter was, China is not a country that's known for their humanitarian uh, caring or c- c- taking care of their people's well-beings. Uh, they don't even have like an OSHA like we have in the U.S. So for them to be shutting down factories and hurting their own economy and costing tens, potentially hundreds of billions of dollars for themselves, uh, that means that they think this is very
0: serious. Well, I mean, we, we were dealing with the, uh, the, the ironic thing is that we were going through the uh, trade war and the trade agreements between US and China for the last six months with Trump signing, not signing this, and then all the final agreement that was signed and it was affecting the economy and all that stuff. And then now with with this, it's actually worse than any trade agreement because basically China is shut down as far as e-commerce goes or commerce for, for all purposes. But it's not only that. I mean, it's affecting a lot of businesses and, events and everything that are taking place outside of China just because there's Chinese mm-hmm. people that are going. I mean, it just yesterday, I think it was yesterday, when the uh, the World Mobile Congress that takes place in Barcelona every year is the largest conference for any type of uh, mobile um, communications business. I mean, from Facebook to Amazon to Nokia's to this, every company goes there. It's a $500 million um, event when it comes down to everything that happens around the city for Barcelona and it was just cancelled because they had so many cancellations from companies that were scheduled to attend that they were saying, we're not going, we're not going, we're not going because they were afraid of uh, yeah. infections. And they were actually, the organizers were actually saying, okay, we're going to change the microphones after every session. We're going to have stations for washing hands and all that. Basically, we're trying to say, okay, we're going to try- make sure right, that nobody gets shuts infected. shut down an event. That's yeah.
1: a huge money loss, for right? Them.
0: Well, it's huge. I mean, uh, it's a big deal because, uh, for one, insurance, hotel operators are, have cancellations now. I mean, obviously, the, the city that was supposed to be super crowded with this event, uh, all of a sudden it's empty. It's like you it suspend like the um, uh, consumer electronics show in Las Vegas or whatever. Right. I mean, everybody is supposed to attend. And all of a sudden, you say no, it's not going to happen. Just like two weeks before it's supposed to happen, or even two days before. So, uh, but not only that. I mean, there's a lot of events, sporting events. Uh, Formula One which I'm a big fan of uh, they just canceled their uh, Shanghai or they said they postponed it I very much doubt that it's going to happen this year because for one the calendar is so full that you cannot just go back to shanghai any time in the year you know when the schedule is so tight but anyways they canceled the the formula one grand prix in shanghai that was supposed to take place in uh beginning of april um formula e another formula event uh racing event was already canceled because that won't happen it's supposed to happen like at the end of february or march um sporting events lpga tennis events and now even qualifying events for the 2020 tokyo olympics the summer olympics are in tokyo by the way from all places now in basically in just across the ocean from, from China. And um, even though the organizers are saying um, that will happen no matter what, of course, what they're going to say is is their big, big event. They spent like for the last eight years trying to organize them. So they're going to say, we're going to, you know, think about it. So they say they're going to take place no matter what, but they're also spending like $100 billion um, in... Making sure that everything goes smoothly and they have the proper infrastructure for safety How much? and a hundred billion.
1: You mean a hundred million? No. Uh, Japan is spending a hundred billion. No yeah. way. Yeah. No.
0: A hundred billion. That's what they said. That's what. They, well, on what? I mean, on the uh, whole Olympics or just on the. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not clarified. Uh, if uh, this is just, uh, this is something that they reported, like in the last. A uh, few days when they started spilling over to all these events, because they had this—I um, think it was a basketball uh, Olympic trial tournament, qualifying tournament—that was canceled. And the Japan said basically, we're spending 100 billion on the event. I don't—I'm not sure how much is specifically for the coronavirus or what. But they said we're spending 100 billion to make 100 billion to make sure that we are running an event that is completely smooth. So we'll have to see how the numbers. It was actually reported by CNBC, so I need to see if there's more details about, you know, what what the event is actually uh, safety versus um, uh, the event itself, you know. But the bottom line is that it's really affecting a lot of um, events and... Well, even at a, a- anecdotal level,
1: uh, I've talked to multiple clients now who are being directly affected by it. We're basically either... Uh, their factories that they work with in China are basically closed. I have uh, we have clients in Hong Kong and in China who both are basically saying we're shut down until further notice. Um, I mean it's 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 real and uh, this is like this is a these these are real consequences to uh, things like this. You know we always talk about what's the next black swan event. You know two months ago no one was thinking about this and now all of a sudden two months later.
0: It's like, oh,
1: all of China could be just shut down, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. <clears> uh, one thing that still amazes me is that the US market, the stock market in the oh, US. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't
1: believe the market is still just flying.
0: It, it's just like care. it's totally oblivious to this can't thing. Like, I always look, it. like they, they had a little blip. Um, I think it was last week, early last week, where it went down, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, it's under uh, control, so everything is going back to normal, and it's basically hitting I, new records. I can't believe it. I don't understand how companies are being so uh, neglecting, like like looking the other way when, when this is something that if, is if they will be so affected. If I mean, worst
1: you- case scenario happens, where all of a sudden basically we realize it gets really really bad, and China just has to shut its borders and basically says, okay, nothing in or out of the country and you know, the US too, because Trump has already said, he said, if it comes to it, I mean, we may have to basically temporarily shut down- Well, that's the point. Anything coming in from China.
0: I mean, we're talking about the the tariffs during the trade war that we had saying, okay, we're gonna impose 500 billion tariffs and then the 100 billion tariffs on this. And then all of a sudden now we're shutting down everything and, I mean, and, and they, the stock you, was if, going down for that, but it's not going down for if, this.
1: If all of a sudden China shuts down, that basically screws. I don't know, eighty percent of the global supply chain. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, how the market is just doesn't care, just keeps flying up. Oh, business as usual is 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 baffling to me. Yeah, I, uh, I don't understand it. Just, I think go- they're betting that oh, it's just going to go away, nothing's going to happen. But if it ends up getting worse. I think we're going to see a major, major sell-off. I mean, it's at all-time highs. Yeah, it is. With a pandemic going on across the ocean. It is. But and not, it's not some pandemic like Ebola was terrible, but it was in basically poorer countries and in Africa. It right. wasn't anywhere that was necessarily an economic hub. This is China. This is the economic manufacturing
0: right. hub of the world. And it comes down to... To how China, China, uh, as we all think, they are manipulating the numbers to make it look like oh, I it's don't under believe them. It's under control, and and now it looks like it may not be under control. It may be more depth than we think. It may be more than the like you said the one, two percent. Now it may be four, five, six, ten percent. You know, it, it the lack of clarification in the numbers um, is really telling. So we'll, we'll see how this evolves. Hopefully, you know, obviously. Uh, it'll be contained at some point. The thing that doesn't help is that developing vaccines for these uh, viruses is not something you can whip up overnight. So um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So any uh, final comments on this?
1: No, I guess that's it. Just uh, be careful. And if you get your stuff from China, uh, be ready to be disrupted.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing that we always recommend to some of our clients too. Is, is it's certain done, obviously. But uh, you need to diversify your sources. Uh, and sometimes it's... And if you make your stuff in America, you're going to be in good
1: business for the next few months. That's Right. For sure. Or
0: even, even in border countries with us that are also not, maybe not as, as economic or inexpensive as China labor. But they also know how the issues that we have. So when you factor in the uh, transportation and the China trade issues and all that, you know it might be more convenient to just do things more locally. You know, um, the other thing I wanted to uh, touch base on is because, because you and I were talking also recently about all these uh, DTC companies or so direct to consumer, and I actually wrote an article in our company blog about the growth of all costs, how these companies just basically try to spend all the money and then trying to figure out how to get the audience and all that. Um, well. There's two companies that just... Well,
1: I wrote about one on Tuesday which yeah. on my this week's newsletter. By the way, if you want to subscribe, e-commerce Edge weekly newsletter, uh, go to mgredge.com slash join. Um, but yeah, so I wrote about Brandless and how... Brandless is actually the name of the company. Um, I, basically, the newsletter I wrote that I, I listened to an interview with Tina Sharkey, who was the founder and CEO Ah, uh, this was in twenty eighteen, and uh, I was just like, "This doesn't make sense." They sell stuff for three bucks, and online, okay, which anybody who's in e commerce says, "Wow, they're making money with selling stuff for three dollars." They weren't. <laughs> uh, and they they have like generic items. It's literally brandless, and they're gonna compete directly with Amazon with nothing unique their products weren't unique at all it was all like private label stuff with just a brand and they and they raised 200 i actually wrote i was wrong in my news so i wrote 230 million that was what they got from softbank they actually raised a total of i think 290 million or something and they launched in summer 2018 and here we are winter 2020 literally 20 months and they blew through almost 300 million dollars and they're out of business that's I I wrote I basically I wrote that this is why strategy matters and I said that but the strategy was all wrong and I saw it two years ago and it I didn't think they would blow through the money this fast but they did but what what do you think is
0: the uh, I mean in my point of view if if I'm an investor and I don't see a viable. Chance for that company to survive I don't invest Which means no, Of if, course But If other people don't invest That company never even Gets off the ground well yeah, but they now thought I it feel, would work Yes but Based on what I mean there's There's
1: They liked this idea of Oh these guys are gonna try To take on Amazon And they look at Amazon With a trillion dollar
0: market cap And say If this company Do you can- know how, how It'll take to I mean how How much effort And intelligence And money Will take to take on Amazon Amazon first of all Didn't just start overnight No, I know. So, so I think they look at Amazon started selling freaking books. They they look at it
1: as, okay, if this company can take on Amazon and just be a ten billion dollar company, and we invested at a valuation of five hundred million, that's a twenty x return. That's how they look at it. Now, like I said, when I heard this strategy, I I was like, wow, really? And so many people were applauding them. I was like. I don't, think, I don't well, see it. Well, but that's
0: just because they, the market is so frothy these days as far as there's so much cash out there that investors are just feeling like, oh, I want to be there too. Or like Almost like the investing me too movement, like saying, I, I need to be there. I don't want to miss out. But as an investor, you always need to act as if you didn't have enough money as is every dollar you have is the last dollar you're going to get. So when you have that mentality and saying, okay, yeah, but is that's this, the problem. Well, there's I way know, too much money. right I now. I know. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying that a lot of these companies that are just getting all these huge investments in the hundreds of millions of dollars with basically no good projections of business plan or proof of performance or nothing. They're doomed to fail. I mean, it's obviously easy to play. They're not doomed to
1: fail. I wrote in my newsletter, basically what I said was this i the core idea of basically creating this alternative to Amazon that doesn't have all the negative parts of Amazon is good, but the strategy behind it was completely off. You know, they I, I wrote like a bullet list of but it, things they did wrong, and I'll kind of just summarize it real quick. They started with hundreds of SKUs hundreds out the gate, do you know how hard it is to start with hundreds of products at the same time at launch? I said, you sh- if they wanted to, they should have gone with five to 10 really good products and focused on them. And then they tried to compete with Amazon on price and convenience, which I don't care if you have $240 million, Amazon is $240
0: billion, okay? You're not gonna beat exactly. them on price and convenience. Which other companies are trying to compete with Amazon right the now? The only other one is okay. Walmart, basically. Exactly, so you have Walmart, you have Target, you have on the electronic side Best Buys and all that stuff. Those companies companies are barely competing with Amazon. They are just trying to get their .com situation in place. And those guys have mega huge retail, physical retail stores that are competing with Amazon that doesn't have any for the most part, except for the little bookstores and all that stuff. So if the big giants and established companies like Walmart.com and Target.com and all these other companies are having a hard time competing with Amazon, What makes you think that a little startup with a brandless brand and all that stuff is going to do it? They also went with this idea of the companies that are able to compete
1: with Amazon and not sell on Amazon's platforms are the ones that have some type of exclusivity about their brand, their product, their customer experience. They had the opposite. They were literally brandless. They were generic. They had generic bottles and packaging and everything, and it was super minimalistic, and there was nothing exclusive about their products. It was basically (sighs) private label stuff that you could get on Amazon, too. The only thing they were competing on was price and convenience, but they didn't have
0: Prime. They didn't have free one-day shipping. They didn't I mean – it's not like Amazon is expensive. It's not that Amazon is not competitive. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you're trying, to, you're trying to fight that's on the two point. key factors that make people go to shop on Amazon. That's my point. It's like right.
1: if you're uh, in the ocean and you see a shark coming at you, the wrong idea is to try to outswim it. Okay. Sorry. You try to punch it in the nose or do something that you have an advantage. But trying to outswim a shark is basically what they did. Yeah. And well, that's why they failed. And I saw this coming a long time ago. I didn't think they would blow through the money that fast, but they did, remarkably. Congratulations to them. 200 million in 20 months. That's a tough thing to do.
0: I don't actually feel bad for the investors. Fuck them. <laughs> you know,
1: <it's> and, the- <laughs> and I don't mean to bag on the brandless team. And I'm sure they had a lot of smart people. Some of their design actually was really nice and elegant, and I'm sure those people will find good jobs elsewhere too. But uh, strategy... Matters. You cannot just say, oh, we're DTC and throw a bunch of money at it and expect success. Strategy matters. DTC
0: more than anything, uh, strategy matters. You're, You're trying to bypass established businesses that will sell your products. So you're trying to do that. You cannot just say, I'm gonna sell direct to consumer because consumers don't even know about you. So unless you have a very good strategy to get to the consumer and to prove to them that you are a viable option, to another product that I used to buy at a normal store, and you can sell directly to them unless you offer that. And that means, obviously, price, convenience, and a host of other factors. It's going to be very difficult. So you don't do that just without money. I mean, money is one factor, but you need to have money, money other factors. Money, honestly, these days is actually the easiest factor.
1: Right. There's way too many companies that exactly. have a ton of Which money. Which
0: brings me back to my point about, you need to invest as if you every dollar you have is the last right. one you have. And I right. say, is this dollar and really going to make me two, three, four down the road? If not, sorry. That's really the problem too. Because if there was another company that right
1: now, instead of having 200 million, had a two million startup capital, And they said, okay, but we're going to start with 10 really good products, and we're going to try to compete with Amazon in these ways, but this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to have 10 awesome products that are super exclusive that you can't get on Amazon, and we're going to try to bootstrap it and find ways that really work and squeeze every dollar. That's a company I'm interested in, not a company that raises $200 and says, oh, we're DTC. DTC is a tool. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's as much as we work with DTC, and I'm a huge fan of DTC and an advocate. It is just one methodology. It's okay. A, it's a it's a choice. I mean, it's a technique.
0: It's a. Um, it's a, it's one methodology Right But there's many Right And, and even just, within DTC You can approach it in different ways Like we discussed You can develop your audience first And then create your DTC right. brand Or you can create a DTC and brand And then the audience w- Or One of
1: the ways that I've been actually Talking to more companies about Is actually Using DTC as a launching point, but then even like Casper is doing right now, right. Casper started DTC and they're one of the most famous, but now they, they are, they're in retailers, they're selling on Amazon too. But I mean, trying to make some cash because they're also losing money as we right. documented. And, in and different- using DTC as a launching point where you say, okay, we're going to build a... Uh, five million dollar revenue base on our site because then we can take that and go to retailers because you know shelf space is very competitive too mm-hmm. and so you can go to these retailers hey we do five million on our website okay direct to consumer and we sh- this is why we should be in your store so when it's between you and the other joe with the same exact product most mm-hmm. of the time because all these products yep. are very similar that's how you get on the shelf and DTC is a a can be an accelerator of, of growth and profits, but it is not the only tool in the, tools, in the well, toolbox.
0: Well, to the, the biggest advantage I see also is that when you have a, a unique product in some way or a unique aspect of your product, whether it's the delivery at home or like the, the Dollar Ship Club and all that, what you do is that you get enough of a head start towards your competitors that by the time they try to catch up, it's too late and you already have that audience built. So. You know, everybody thought Dollar Shave Club was going to be impossible to compete with Gillette and all that stuff because Gillette basically dominated the marketplace of of, of razor blades and all that. But they did, and they ended up being bought out, just like you said, because for a company like Gillette, it's better to, or Unilever in that case, it's better to um, buy the company that create their own infrastructure. It's too big for them, or too small the amount, but too big to create, too big of a change. By the way,
1: just one note on the razor industry. Uh, I cannot believe... That Harry's Harry's deal got rejected By the FTC They're worried about a monopoly in razors I know what that's yeah. one of the most competitive industries. I see razor companies popping up every day in fact, P and G just bought a woman's razors company Billy yeah. the other day right uh, like you said Dollar Shave
0: Club uh, there's so many Chic is the one that was trying to buy right
1: Chic was trying to buy them.
0: and um, they they basically said we're gonna move on um, I, I, they they I don't want believe to pursuing it yeah and and they both said they're gonna move on their own so basically um, well there's some
1: type of lawsuit I believe going they,
0: on they I, I think yeah maybe. But um, Like
1: Harry's is suing Schick, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad situation for both sides. They wanted to do the deal. Schick was going to appoint the, the Harry's founders as right. the head of their entire right. consumer products divisions in charge of, I think, uh, the Schick razors, but then also I think they own Banana Boats and other brands like mm-hmm. the Banana Boat suns- right. Sunscreen and other brands, right. and they were going to be in charge of all of them. Yeah. And so it's just a bad deal all around. I can't believe the FTC denied that. I mean, I don't know. There's some conspiracy theories yeah. about that Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, is friends with Trump. And Gillette sponsors the Patriots. I don't know. I don't I'm not going to get into conspiracies, conspiracies. Let's just say that the they, they, they deal didn't go through. It.
0: I mean, I don't know if this is going to review it or not. So um, this is kind of joking, but um, MAGA is back.
1: Speaking of Trump, I know MAGA. The other remember MAGA,
0: M A G A. The other MAGA. We're talking about Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon. Amazon, right? So uh, it's funny because Trump now is saying that uh, the famous "Make America Great Again." Well, now um, it's CAG. Keep yeah.
1: America great. That Keep America great. Doesn't that, have the same pitch. The same. Uh, but
0: he's taking all this He's making these pitches like uh, he's making America great again. America great again. And uh, since then, we have these trillion-dollar companies now, which is what he calls the new mega companies, which is like like you said, this Microsoft, Apple, um, Google, Alphabet, and then um, Amazon. So um, yeah, those are trillion-dollar companies, at least in valuation. Um so I don't know what that means. It's just just market valuation. But yeah, they're big companies. The only one that I'm surprised I think, Facebook is not there.
1: Yeah, they're not that far behind.
0: Yeah, they already thought in the beginning that Facebook would be you know, the first one to reach the trillion dollars and then they after all these last years of uh uh controversial issues, they kind of uh,
1: if you had to bet on one of the companies dropping out and one of the companies becoming a 2 trillion dollar company the first one what would your bets be
0: I don't know of any company that may drop off i mean all microsoft and apple google to- or, or alphabet and amazon i don't know if i i do think like i said before that facebook will probably join the party at some point if 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 not very soon but i don't know if any of these companies unless there's a major if i were to guess i if i were to guess i would say
1: it would be either google or amazon amazon really well because amazon of all
0: of them has the lowest margins um yeah but keep in mind that they have like amazon web services that they they have all this other stuff yeah but they also have a a dwindling
1: advantage that i've discussed yeah um i don't think any of them will but if i had to put if i had to had to choose i'd say either google or amazon Apple, definitely not. Apple makes a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft seems to be really growing on the enterprise side. Mm-hmm. Ton of money too. Um, if Who would your guess be for the $2 trillion? If you were to guess, which company would be the trillion? first to be a $2 trillion. It may not that's be a, any of them. But
0: that's a big jump. I don't think we're going to have $2 trillion Basically double soon.
1: again from here. Yeah. If you were to guess, which one?
0: If they get into the content and they are successful... I would say probably Apple. Oh, I don't think so. Or maybe Microsoft because they are really coming strong. Um, If I had to guess, and this is how it would happen, that Apple
1: makes AR glasses and that they win the AR glasses industry just like they won phones with the iPhone, that would be the path. The other ones, I think Google, Amazon, uh, that's...
0: There I don't think by themselves they're going to do it unless there's some kind of a merger or something like like wild case that Apple acquires Tesla or autonomous cars That wouldn't like happen that. It's too late for that I happen. know, it's too late So, so anyway let's just cut the uh, speculation but um, speaking of revenues um, YouTube actually uh, Google or Alphabet, I keep saying Google, but it's Alphabet really a parent company at least for now. Um, just reported, you know that before they never actually reported like YouTube separated from Google. Right. It was very the same thing. But um, now because Google has YouTube TV, oh, sorry, YouTube has YouTube TV and other entities, and it has a budget of its own and advertising. Um, they reported the revenues for just the YouTube side, and they were actually um, 15.5. No, $15.15 15 at revenue in 2019, which is kind of a big chunk of change when you think about it, just for YouTube.
1: Yeah. Instagram, I think, did 20. So that's a good comparison, yeah. Uh-huh. Well,
0: yeah, exactly. And that's up 36%. Apparently, the year before, which they didn't report until now, they had 11 billion, and now they have 15. So, obviously, they are increasing, and Google is posting a lot of the advertising. I actually wrote an article because there's a lot of confusion about the kinds of uh, YouTube ads that you can do these days. So, if you are curious, I wrote an article on the uh, MGR blog about all the formats that we have these days because, um, yeah, they keep changing. But I mean, I only see that number growing because I think,
1: uh, I think. If there's anywhere where a lot of the, we talk about TV commercial budgets is gonna go, I mm-hmm. think a lot of that will transfer over the next five years more towards YouTube. A lot of it has already, mm-hmm. but I easily could see a lot of companies who, if you're a company who has a 100 million a year TV budget, maybe you'll say, okay, well, we're gonna start putting 20 of that a year to, to YouTube, and then 25, 30, 40, like, especially because I actually uh, shared a, a stats in the newsletter also That basically said where are the under twenty fives spending their time watching. Right. right. Almost exclusively it's YouTube and Netflix. Yes, yes. They don't watch
0: TV. They don't watch it's basically on demand programming. And
1: so if you want to reach under twenty fives, Netflix doesn't have ads,
0: so YouTube is the option. One one thing that I Netflix, by the way, their revenue was twenty billion just. By the way, yet I think they will have ads in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, not that. not direct like YouTube style ads, but paid content like we talked about with Google. Right, right. And they probably have like something. These brought paid to you placements in. Yeah. Oh, Which, what's this Coca Cola bottle doing? Yeah, on the yeah, tip? Yeah. I think they'll do. But more the
0: other that. thing is, I didn't see a, uh, the, the 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 number was reported as ad revenue, fifteen point one five, fifteen point fifteen. Yeah. But I don't know how much of that was the subscription now for the YouTube TV. So I'll be curious to see what the subscription numbers are. And What is the annually you said was oh the monthly fee is like 50 bucks or well there's two things there's YouTube Premium right which is 12 bucks a month right. and
1: that just means no ads right. on the platform um, that's I actually for the, that's, I have that. I
0: pay for that and right. uh, but then there's YouTube TV which right. is 50 bucks a month. So I I'm going to look further into this because the the report that they had is only on ad revenue to compare with the overall ad revenue from from Google entities. But I don't know how much was just for the uh, subscription service because now we're gonna have obviously Apple, you know, uh, TV Plus and Disney Plus and so forth. So, anyways, just to um, wrap up this uh, program today, uh, this weekend is one of your favorite weekends of the year. There's a sporting event. Oh, the All Star! Oh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite weekend of the year. No, oh, you're not. Okay, I thought because you're a I'm B- a basketball, basketball fan, fan,
1: but honestly the it's gotten it's not as entertaining as it used to be the All-Star weekend. Really? But okay. good well, I don't want to say good news. Uh as a Suns fan, I'm kind of somewhat happy Devin Booker will be going to the All-Star game. Unfortunately, it's not because he was voted in. It was because Damian Lillard got an injury last night and uh Booker will be taking his spot.
0: So, is that confirmed? Yes, it got okay. confirmed this morning. Okay. Uh um, Who so who decides that? I'm not sure. Is that sure. the coaches? Damien Lillard said he yeah, thought it he, should be Yeah, he Booker. tweeted saying that he was hoping that with his injury, somebody that actually deserves it too. Right, and he be, actually
1: said Booker's name. Booker's name, yeah. But I don't know who decides it if there's an injury, but it was, I mean, I knew, I mean, because he was the... It was surprising that he didn't get in in the first place. I don't want to get into a whole basketball discussion, but Russell Westbrook is the most overrated player of all time and he should not you have, are getting into a basketball He discussion. should not have been in there over Devin Booker. Devin Booker 27 points a game over 50% shooting, the first player to ever have those stats and not I make it. I thought you say you don't care game. much
0: about the All-Star weekend. You're just getting over Well, I care about
1: the <laughs> the fact that Devin Booker. Like I just put it this way. All okay. right, so who are the, who,
0: put Booker who are the uh, – Put Booker sorry, on. we lost the connection. Who are um, –
1: okay, go ahead and finish with Booker quickly. Put Booker – okay. Put Russell Westbrook on the Suns. Put Devin Booker on the Rockets okay, with yeah. James Harden. That team would be up there with the Lakers and the Clippers as the best team in the box, as the best team in the league, competing for a championship. Russell Westbrook, if he was in Booker's spot in the Suns, we would have like four wins right now. All
0: right, let me ask you quickly: uh, Who are the two teams? There's no East and West anymore. Than no East and West. It's just LeBron and uh, Giannis. Okay, but who, so where is Booker? What was uh, Booker who, will be on LeBron's team? On LeBron's team. Yeah. Okay, so basically, he's replaced automatically with Damon Lillard. Worst. Okay, yeah. okay, good deal. Who do you think is going to win, the uh, LeBron or? Anybody. Honest. I don't know. you I care? Don't, I don't care. Over under for uh, total numbers for the score, three hundred, whatever. Well, they
1: changed the format.
0: Oh, did they? Because remember oh. the
1: last, the fourth quarter is yeah. first to twenty four for Kobe. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. So whatever they are,
1: in so, the, they first go, three so the score is a uh, hundred to ninety five at the end of the three quarters. Mm-hmm. Then the first team to score hundred twenty four, basically twenty four plus uh whatever the higher team score is okay and then the first team to score that number wins it's kind of like if you ever play 21 in pickup
0: but so, doing so like 24 instead. the first team to score 24 points in the fourth quarter no 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 if this score is
1: like say a team is up by five like mm-hmm. it's 195 the first team to score 124 so the team who has 95 has to get to 124 also okay so it's still – because obviously they don't want to do that because then the first three quarters don't matter. Why, right, So right. if you're down 10, then instead of scoring 24, you have to score 34. Okay, I got you.
0: I got you. All right. So, all right, that's nice. Uh, I'm assuming there will be a lot of events or a lot well, of – Well, they're also um,
1: wearing number two in 24 for uh, right, right. Kobe
0: and then his daughter mm-hmm. who wore number two. Right. So there will be a lot of things going on. So anyways, um, it's on TNT, I think, or whoever's Probably. This? It normally is. Usually yeah. it's on TNT. And I don't know if you are interested in the three-point um, – Contest and all that stuff. I, know, I, I, I actually haven't watched the All-Star game. I don't know. Uh, I remember it was last time. Uh, maybe catching glimpses here and there, but it's one of those things. Mid-season, it's good for basketball. I don't really care much for it. So, All right, well, that, that's it for the uh, this week's episode. Any other uh, Do you final have a, thoughts? Who's your pick for the NBA title as of right now? NBA title? Oh, my God. I'm not an NBA fan, but... Uh, <sighs> I'll say uh probably Lakers. Okay, who is winning the East? Um is it uh Giannis team I think. Who's leading now? Is it it's the Bucs.
1: Is the Oh huh? man, you're really not watching the league this no, year. No, I'm you? not watching anything. Who's The who? Bucs are on a 70 win pace. They might win 70 games. Okay. Uh I think this will be the year that Giannis I think they might win the championship honestly.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Because the Lakers look a little weak to me, honestly. Uh,
0: I think they are uh, just kind of gelling uh, and they will be picking at the right time. Remember, LeBron is there and he says, I don't care much about the first 82 games. I so care you about- think
1: between Lakers-Clippers, Lakers win?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Or you say, oh, yeah, like clear? You think no chance? I think so, yeah. Kawhi I think- is the defending champ. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's the defending champ. But he doesn't have, um, I mean, to me... He's Paul said- George. He's a, he has okay. a better
1: team. Well, I don't know. If he has a better I don't know,
0: team, but at least it's a team on the level. Yeah, the what Raptors about Anthony Davis? Year. I mean, you start comparing. Uh, again, I'm not an expert, but if we start comparing, uh, what is the is right now? Who's ahead? The Lakers are first. Right okay. Now. I want to stick with the Lakers. I, I would be about. happy if we had Lakers Bucks, so we could see
1: the Giannis. The new up-and-comer versus the old LeBron. Right. Yeah. Well, not old LeBron, but the older... uh <laughs> old LeBron. <laughs> He is kind of old LeBron now, but the, the old regime versus the new, that right. would be a fun finals. But uh, I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to go with Bucks. I think this is their year. All right. Going it's with It's It's
0: not even February. We're discussing playoffs and NBA finals now. So... Um, and the Suns are going to make a final push to make the playoffs. Okay. And we have the uh, European uh, Soccer Cup also this summer. Oh. That's the one I'm going to be watching. We're going to have Euro it on TV. Cup? The Euro Cup, yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going to have it on TV when we are. Uh, we're going to have our, our MGR unplugged. Do we, um, uh, do we have the rights to that? Are we going to get uh, taken I down? I don't care. They can come here and take me down. I don't care. All right, guys. This is it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back next week again. Um, that's That's it. it. All right, guys. Thank you. And uh, you need to um, follow us on um, on the web or Twitter or Instagram. Um, you know how to find us where um, MGRagency.com is our main website, our agency that we handle and we manage all the digital campaigns for our customers. And um, i reminded that all the show notes and all the things that we talked about will be obviously on all the um, uh, MGR Unplugged episodes and pages and so forth. So until next week, goodbye. See you.